a full arch conversion. Okay. This is non-guided, old school conversion. There's no guides whatsoever. That could take up to about six to seven hours. So basically the entire day. Tesla is the premier electric car company in the world. Everybody knows who they are. But guess what? They weren't the first one to do the electric car, right? Um, people have tried the electric car since the 1990s, 1980s. And you know what's funny? I took my kids to uh, a museum. Um, so we, we're in Nevada. So we have a lot of mining, mining towns out here. We went out to this uh, mining tunnel. And the gentleman that was showing us the tour showed us an electric vehicle because they needed a vehicle to go into the tunnels without having the fumes come out. Um, and, and kill yep. everybody. If you were to argue against it, what are some of the things why someone wouldn't use something like this? Like, is it because they just like the way they've been doing it for a long time and they're just comfortable with it or they got really fast with it and now this is like a new thing or is there something else that I would be missing not understanding the clinician point of view? Yeah, you know, I, I, obviously I'll be biased to say that, oh, you should just use our system and don't, don't worry about the other guys. Um, I think there's a couple of a couple of reasons, and and again, I'm not a car sale car salesman, so I'll definitely um, tell you, you know, if something's not going to work. So um, with our system, uh, it does require a little bit more finesse um, with with putting in the guides because we don't stack the guides, which means that we're preserving anatomies that um, the other system would not. Welcome back to another episode of the Full Arch Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more Full Arch cases so you can grow the way that you want. But you know what? You can't grow if it takes you all day to do one Full Arch case. And today, we have a guest who's going to break down for you how you can actually get faster and more confident when you're placing Full Arch in your practice. His name is Armand, and he's actually presented for us before at some of our Full Arch events, and he's the co-founder and director at Simple Smile Solutions, or 3S, and I promise you this is going to bring a lot of value. I learned a lot from this show, and I hope that you can see how this would help your practice, so stay tuned. All right, we are live, and I'm really excited to talk with you today because the last time we talked was at our Full Arch Advantage event, and you came and you spoke to the crowd and did a great job was really well received and a lot of people are excited about the technology that you're building. And one of the problems that we face is a lot of times people are intimidated by full arch, right? Doesn't matter if it's the doctor or the team or the marketing, whoever, they're they get intimidated because it's complex. There's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of things that can go wrong. So I'd love to hear how you guys simplify that process and make everybody's life a little bit easier when it comes to full arch cases. Sure. Yeah. So um, as we all know, uh, full arch cases started from non-guided conversions. You're doing a lot of messy work in the mouth. There's uh, implants going every which way. And then now you're converting this denture uh, that's supposed to go a certain way and angles are all over the place of the implants and you're burring out holes out of the dentures. And then that kind of evolved into guided surgery where uh, we have some of that control. We controlled the implants. We controlled the prosthetic position. Um, so that was great. The problem is the technology didn't really change over the last 15 years. Um, mm. So with that, the complexities didn't really get solved. So you kind of touch on that a little bit. Uh, lots of moving mm -hmm. parts, lots of moving pieces. 
what is popular today is called the stacking guide. Stacking guides are a bunch of different pieces, parts and pieces in the guided surgery where you're stacking one guide on top of the other. Ultimately, you get the prosthetic uh, uh, piece on top, and that may or may not fit properly. Um, it's costly. It takes a long time. Uh, sometimes there's complications, like you mentioned earlier. Um, so what we've done is we've simplified the process. And by eliminating the stacking process, we individualize the steps. So we do the bone reduction, the surgery, and then the prosthetic so that it's nice and simple and easy. So it's not as daunting. Uh, we make it easy to seat. We make it uh, really nice and simplified and there, there's less pieces, there's less assembly required. I don't know about you, but when you make furniture for your kids or for yourself, less pieces, the better. So that's what I like to do. So, so the main, the main beneficiary of this is going to be the doctor. Is that correct? Or does it help other team members as well? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, so one of the things that, uh, technology should do is make your life easier, right? So, um, if you think about anything that, that evolves with technology today, you're, you're looking at how things, uh, improve our lives. And with this S3, uh, business that, that we've created, uh, the idea is to not only help the doctor, but also the team. And you also have the patient ultimately benefits from that too. So the team member benefits because they don't have to organize as much stuff. They don't have to, um, be inundated with parts and pieces everywhere. Um, maybe trying to coordinate surgeries that are so far out because they can't get the product back enough, back soon enough from the competitor. Um, we simplify all that because we truncate that complex process into a much more simpler, um, easier to use, quicker to get product. Hey, sorry to interrupt the show, but I have a segment that's going to bring a ton of value to you. We have people who've been sending in their questions, asking us about marketing. We're answering live on the air. And today's question comes from Eric. And Eric wanted to know what pitfalls should they watch out for when adding full arch to their GP practice? Now, from a marketing perspective, there's a lot here. So number one, marketing for full arch is totally different from GP because you're going to get a ton more opportunities, but you're not going to convert as many of those opportunities. Meaning just to get one full arch patient in the office that accepts treatment, you might have to get 50 to 100 leads that you have to work through. That means you have to have bandwidth for that. You have to have somebody on your team that can help with that and knows how to convert those. The next thing is you got to have people in your office that know how to convert the treatment. If no one has ever sold full arch in your office before, chances of you getting a patient to say yes to full arch for marketing is slim to none. Those are just two of the problems that you can run into. Uh, there's a lot of others, but those are the main ones. So if you have a question about marketing, feel free to email us at askgary at smcnational.com, or you can leave a comment or DM us and we'll get your questions answered. Thanks so much. Back to the show. So when... Like how much, because I'm, I'm obviously not a clinician, right? So like I hear all this stuff and I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. But what, if someone's just starting to do full arch in their office and they've done a couple cases, they've done the trainings, what's something like this? How's this going to help them? Like, how does this help them speed up the process? How hard is it to implement? Like, help me understand as a non-clinician what, what your product, uh, does for for the clinic yeah that's great great question um i had the privilege over the last uh two weeks actually i observed two surgeries done by doctors who it was their first time doing a full arch with us um 
And actually wow. both of them was a full arch ever that they've ever done. Uh, both were successfully done and they were both were confident after leaving the surgery. They didn't feel defeated. They didn't feel like, man, that was, that took out a lot of me to do that case. Mm. So, um, what's cool about it was the first surgery that I went to was in North Carolina. Um, this doctor, um, was able to complete the full arch in two hours. Okay. This is our first full arch. She did it in two hours. Um, what's like a normal, like what's a normal speed for a seasoned, uh, full arch? Yeah. Great, great question. Yeah. So, um, let me, let me put that in perspective of, uh, where we started and where we are today. So a full arch conversion, okay. this is non-guided old school conversion. There's no guides whatsoever. That could take up to about six to seven hours. So basically the entire day, because you're doing the surgery, you're trying to figure out how to fit the prosthesis into the implant positions and a, a lab's helping you going back and forth, trying to make sure everything looks great and it's nice and strong and it's in the right aesthetic position. That can take up to you know six to seven hours, a good portion of your day. A really good office with a conversion probably could get it done maybe four to five hours. Okay. Guided surgery came in with a stacking system and other variations of it. Uh, you're looking at about four to five hours, um, somewhere along that range. Uh, the advertised uh, duration of surgery is probably, they're going to say between three to four hours. And that's realistic only if you've done a lot of these to where you know all the nuances, okay? With our system, um, a, a new doctor could expect three and a half hours. Um, this doctor was his, her, was her first time. She did it in two hours. Um, a really seasoned doctor. Um, I'm going to do a shout out for Dr. Robert Stanley out of North Carolina. But uh, he can do it in 55 minutes for all on five. 55 minutes. Wow. Um, and he's done several of those documented. He's videotaped them. So there's. There's, there's proof out there. We're not just making it up, um, but he's got the actual recorded surgery. Um, he can do it with our system in 55 minutes. So I would say between an hour to three and a half hours with our system is very feasible and very consistent. So pretty much this is going to make you way faster, no matter what, unless you're using something similar. Absolutely. Like this is pretty much going to help you cut by 50% uh, time and so that's huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said something really interesting that I wanted to kind of latch on to. You said they walked away feeling confident after their first case. Now, as a as a non-clinician, I'm just like, doctors are always confident, right? Like yes. they always know what they're doing. They always, they always know what's going on because uh that's just what you have <laughs> to think, right? As a as a patient, you have to think that. But the reality is is that there is yep. always a first time to do I'm sure the first person to pull the tooth, uh, probably wasn't super confident, right? Like they were trying to figure out, okay, what's this going to do if I pull this tooth? So when somebody's first doing something, um, they, they, they probably walk away with not a lot of confidence. Could you walk me through that? Like, what's the, what's the gap there when, if someone's going to do a, a treatment for the first time, how do they normally walk away feeling versus, you know, this guy did it with your, with your process and they walked away super confident. Yeah. You know, the, the nice thing about, um, what we've done with S3. So, um, kind of give you a little bit about my, my, my background a little bit here, but, um, I've been doing guided surgery for about 16 years. I spent a majority of that in a larger company previous to forming S3. Um, and, uh, the feedback I would say about 
40 to 50% of the time, there's a sense of which, man, I don't know if I could do another one and anticipate and expect um, all those problems that I had with the case or how long it took me to get the case done. Uh, with S3, it hasn't been that way because we've simplified the process so much so that when they're done with the case, they don't feel like they just run a marathon, right? Because it goes boom, boom, boom. They're done. They're out of there. Patient's looking great. They walk away. They give each other high fives, hugs, pictures, emotional tearjerker. All that's really gratifying for the doctor, right? That's really good stuff. But the, the mind space, uh, the mental space in that, in that surgery, when it doesn't go well, immediately goes south really fast, makes you feel like, I don't want to experience that again next time, if it goes south. Fortunately, with the S3 system, it hasn't been that way. It's been really nice. Um, my team loves it because, you know what, when, um, when we created this product and when we take the steps to think about how do we make it better, not only for the doctor and the patient, but how do we make our team feel better about the work that we do, right? Because we don't want to get a case out there to a doctor and have them give us bad feedback. And it makes us feel defeated because I've had those days too. So uh, the, 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 mental, the mental space, the, the benefit from all of this actually benefits everybody. The patient walks away feeling like, I ordered this, I wanted this, I got this. The doctor goes in there and he, he or she does the surgery and they're feeling confident. Implants went in the right place. The prosthetic looks great. My team in the office isn't uh, stressed out trying to do the surgery with the doctor. Our team producing the case is feeling great mm -hmm. because we did something great for the patient. I mean, it's all around, it just feels good to, to do what we do. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what, what's the learning curve to bring something on like this? So let's say I'm a clinician that is doing full arch, but I'm doing it more manually and I'm not using something like this. How long does it take to learn your product and, and implement it? Yeah, that, that's a very great question. So um, we met, so I'm going to rewind a little bit because I think everybody learns at a different pace and everybody experience their walk a different way. So um, I'm, I'm just going to be careful to say that, yeah, you could do it tomorrow versus somebody who may take, you know what, I need to build my confidence up. So I'm going to do the smaller cases with you first, and then I'm going to do a full arch case. So um, the doctor that I went to to go see in North Carolina, she was actually a student, an attendee, at a, at a dental event that um, we put together about two years ago. And then she did a bunch of small cases between that time. And then she was able to do a full arch in two hours, no problem, two weeks ago. Wow. Okay, so that's, a, that's more of a slow burn doctor. And that's totally fine because sometimes we just need that time. Um, the other doctor that I just left yesterday uh, to go see, um, she met us at an event. And literally like, hey, I have a case. I haven't done one of these before. I have a case. So we ran through kind of the orientation. We showed her our process. She got started, did the planning, got the case, and we did it yesterday. Dude. So, um, so she learned it really quick. Like she, she learned, learned it really system. quick. Yep. She learned the system real quick and she was confident. She knew what she was doing. She got in there and it was good. So um, 
you know, everybody learns at a different pace. But I will tell you this: um, at my at my previous uh, employment with my previous uh, work, the stacking system took about. I think we did a study somewhere between three to five arches to get really confident in it. Yeah. Um, and getting comfortable, getting going, getting, you know, really uh, proficient in it and doing, yeah. knowing all the nuances. Um, with our system, uh, between the first and the third one, anybody could become a master. So, be too, so contrast that from three to five, we're doing that one to three arches. So yeah. um, about half of the learning curve, that's it. Amazing. Okay. And so let me, let's play like more devil's advocate. Like why are doctors using technologies like this now that they're out there? Like why yeah. are people flock? Cause to me, like I'm sitting here hearing all this and it's like, I want all of this, right? Like <laughs> I, I, I would sign up for it right away, but there's, I know that there's different downsides and I'd also know there's different perspectives as well. Could, sure. So could you walk me through that? Yeah. Um, I think about Tesla when I'm asked that question, it's like, why, why haven't we been doing this this whole time, right? Um, Tesla is the premier electric car company in the world. Everybody knows who they are. But guess what? They weren't the first one to do the electric car, right? Um, people have tried the electric car since the 1990s, 1980s. And you know what's funny? I took my kids to uh, a museum. Um, so we, we're in Nevada. So we have a lot of mining, mining towns out here. We went out to this uh, mining tunnel. And the gentleman that was showing us the tour showed us an electric vehicle because they needed a vehicle to go into the tunnels without having fumes come out um, and and kill everybody. It was 1910 where they had the first electric car. Like it was a train. It had batteries. I mean, it was completely unsafe. It was like exposed battery lines and wires everywhere. You touch a metal piece and you're dead, you know? So um, (laughs) it was definitely not a safe vehicle. But the point is that it was made somebody had the idea that it came out i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i wasn't the first one to say hey we can do it this way okay so um during the time of when the goddess surgery came in i think there was um a fascination and i think there was a trend that there had to be a way to position these implants and prosthetics a certain way it got hot it got produced it got mass produced and it got mass marketed so, of course, the dominating product out there is a stacking system that's out there. And the stacking system um, was effective because it, it, it transitioned everybody that wanted to do it from unguided traditional conversion to now guided. But there are problems with the stacking system. So when, when I left my previous company and I started this, I said, there's got to be another be- another better way to do it that will improve the way that's been done. Did you know that? I was actually talking to somebody. The stacking system hasn't changed since 2009, which is when I started writing the patent for the stacking system for th- the different company. So it's been a wow. long time since that system has been implemented. Nobody really explored new ways to do it. There are other workarounds that were created that was completely different. But when I, when I, when I left and I started this company, I had the idea, um, you know what? I think we can do it this way. And it was kind of a eureka moment. It's like, yes, we can because technology got better. <laughs> the software got better. Um, people are now uh, seasoned in doing guided surgery with full arches. 
and people have seen what it can do. So it's a natural um, uh, uh, space at that point to see and look around and be like, well, we're kind of ripe for it now that we can do this. So people are now more prepared to accept it because, hey, there's something new on the horizon that will improve my process. It's more efficient and it's, uh, it results better as well. So um, the technology just likes to, like, just like anything, technology continues to evolve. It gets better. It gets simplified. Yeah. Think about phones, right? Now we can do everything in yeah, one yeah. little, one device. One device. So, yep. So what are, so what are the, if you were to argue against it, what are some of the things why someone wouldn't use something like this? Like, is it because they just like the way they've been doing it for a long time and they're just comfortable with it or they got really fast with it and now this is like a new thing or is there something else that I would be missing, not understanding the clinician point of view? Yeah. You know, I, I, obviously I'll be biased to say that, oh, you should just use our system and no, no worry about the other guys. Um, I think there's a couple of a couple of reasons, and and again, I'm not a car sale car salesman, so I'll definitely um, tell you, you know, if something's not going to work. So, um, with our system, uh, it does require a little bit more finesse um, with with putting in the guides because we don't stack the guides, which means that we're preserving anatomies that um, the other system would not. Uh, so there is a little bit of a finesse control when you're doing the surgery. Um, I think honestly, it's, uh, what, what doctors are used to doing versus what we're trying to do today. So oftentimes when I onboard doctors, um, into our system, uh, I had to kind of deprogram them a little bit. Okay. You've been taught and you've seen lectures and you've experienced stacking guides. Now I got to deprogram you a little bit because the end result is going to be, uh, better. But the process yeah. to get there is going to be different. different. So I need to. Yeah. So yeah. let me give you a good example, like in you using Tesla again. So when I went from an, a gas car to an electric car, there was a lot of benefits. It was a lot faster. It was easier to charge. I never had, I saved time because I didn't have to go to the, um, the gas station. I just plugged it in at night. Uh, it had a lot of smart applications. It could just update right at my house. But one of the things was, is that you have to learn how to use the brakes because with the, when you hit the accelerator, when you let go of it, it actually takes that power that it's producing as it's still spinning, puts it back into the battery, but right. it acts as your brake. So you don't actually need the, you, the brakes more there for emergency stops. You learn to use the gas pedal at, or the accelerator on a Tesla as the accelerator and That's right. the accelerator, right? To slow you down. And at first it's very jerky, right? At first you're driving it's very, very jerky. But once you get used to it, it's actually extremely smooth. And you don't use your brake pads. You never have to replace, like very rarely do you have to price anything on a Tesla because everything kind of just works right. And uh, that's that's one of those things where it's like, oh, it kind of feels jerky. But after you use it for a while, it feels a lot better. So I, I is that kind of what, you, that what you're getting at? Is like, yeah, it's going to be jerky at first, but it, the end result's going to be better over time once you learn how to use it. Yeah, I mean, once you, again, but the learning curve isn't even that that difficult either because we're simplifying it to where uh, let me put it this way. If you came from a stacking system and you onboard with us, it's actually a lot easier because you've experienced the challenges with stacking, guide not fitting well, or trying to piece two, two parts together. Um, the prosthetic bite isn't looking like it's supposed to go where it needs to go. 
Um, once you experience that and you hop over to us, you'll see how much more simple it is. Um, it, it's actually it's actually nice and easier. Um, I I onboarded a lot of people from stacking systems that they've experienced. Uh, man, you know, I I couldn't get the guy to see it from the stacking system or the prosthetic just does not look right or whatever it may be. Um, and then they onboard with us. They're like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. And awesome. another thing I would I want to point out is there's also the challenge for us is trying to get people to accept the system, right? Because for 15 years, stacking has been dominant in the market. Just like gas cars have been dominant for the last 100 plus years, right? Um, if you If you rent a car today, and I use her, I travel quite a bit, and I have to rent cars. Obviously, I I end up renting um, from Hertz Teslas. Why? Because they're cheaper. Because nobody wants to rent them. Yeah. So, you know, it's acceptance at that point. Yeah, that's such a good point. If someone wants to work, reach out and learn more about what you guys are doing or how this process works, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, great question. Um, so. Our social media on Instagram, S3.Smiles, is got loaded with case studies and examples of our work. So we love to take pictures. We like to post them. We like to get interaction from you guys. So um, S3.Smiles for Instagram. Uh, our website is S3Smiles.com. If you're a new user with us, you can sign up for an introductory meeting and then we'll onboard you and we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. You did a great job today. Thank you so much.